Well, good morning, everybody. Sam and I want to report, um, come and, and record another podcast here. Um, certainly, these are incredible days, and um, it's amazing to think even what a week and a half has been, right? Yeah, every, every day. Every day, something changing. And so we want to recognize the sobriety of right. it. We know, um, yeah, as you're at home, I mean, our emotions are all over. And um, so, I mean, it just, but we want to encourage you to stay in, in faith. And yes. we're going to talk about the church today. And so just as you, yeah, we're just here. We want to, um, yeah, our DN team to do a lot of different things. We're going to have a service tomorrow night online. We know right. a lot um, is online. You know, one of the things, Sam, a couple thoughts here. I really do think the Lord's offering a, a Sabbath rest. I've been hearing that by a lot of yes. leaders. And yeah. so there's just a time, like, I think it's a good time just to obey the government and just rest. Yes. And and so I feel like that's happening. And in this scripture, I heard prayed on, on a prayer thing I was following, and then you mentioned it. it. says Psalm 29, 10 and 11. It says, The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord is enthroned as king forever. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people at peace. And so we just want to pray this over you and share a couple thoughts before we get going that if you're not feeling strength and peace, that the Lord is sitting enthroned right now as he's yes, over. That's over right. yeah. As this scripture talks about, he was enthroned over the greatest global disaster right. that's happened in human history, which is the flood. And he was king. He's king right now. He's not anxious. He's not worried. He's not caught off guard. Uh, we don't believe he's the source. There's a kingdom war going on. There's lots of dynamics going on, but uh, there's a rock solid uh, place for our faith to be, yeah. knowing that he reigns on the throne and that he's actually yeah. uh, ruling over this and fulfilling his purposes. So I think it'd be great if yeah, you I'm just going to pray, pray even people. the beginning yeah. and just say, you know, I've been personally just spending more hours than I ever have with the Lord and would encourage you. Uh, it's tempting to get on Facebook and read the news and certainly we want to be informed, but I've just been challenged. Be more in the Psalms, be yes. more and hear what the Lord is saying. And and so I've had, yeah, been a lot of, I don't know, warfare, but it's been deep. Yeah, some intense things. I just felt the Lord say, just keep at it. Just yes. keep plugging away. So I just encourage you to continue to press into the Lord. So let me just pray for you as we mm -hmm. start. That God, we just thank you that you are enthroned over the flood. Yes. You're enthroned over, you're looking, you're, you're deeply intimate with our situations, but you are sitting above this. Mm -hmm. And so um, you are enthroned as king forever. And we acknowledge that today. Mm -hmm. And it says you will give strength to his people, that you will bless your people with peace. So even right now, Jesus, I'm just saying as we start this podcast in Wichita and beyond, God, today we're asking for fresh strength for the yes. people, fresh peace, mm. touch the hearts. Um, we just ask for your presence um, to come, to be released in the middle of chaos, that you'd give strength and peace in yes. your name. Amen. 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 Well, Sam, as a DN family, you know, we have, yeah, we're one of the amazing things. We get to connect with lots of churches. Right. We feel calling to serve the church. And one of the amazing things is churches are having to wrestle with how we do church, what is the church? Is it going to building? Is it a service? And so we thought we'd take 20, 25 minutes to talk about the church. We're going to cover a few areas. We'll kind of walk through that. And yeah, yeah and we recognize up front, clearly, there's multiple perspectives of the church. Oh, absolutely. And the history. And so we we're going to try to get what the Bible says. Right. But, but we recognize you may not agree with everything we say, but this <laughs> is just... You know, what we're hearing, what we're seeing, our perspective, our lens. And so, yeah, yeah Sam, so how would you, when we say the word church, right. what word are we actually saying biblically? And what does the Bible say about the church? Uh, yeah, biblically, the word church is ecclesia. Yeah. 
it's a Greek word, and it, it actually was a current word there of a group of citizens that would come together to exercise authority okay. and power. So it really was about a group of people. It wasn't. It was about the meeting of them. Yeah. There was that dynamic, but it was about them, them together, uh, unified together for a purpose to exercise that. Right. So the first place I think we see that really in in earnest is when Jesus prophesies yeah. about it in Matthew sixteen. Matthew 16 he's, yeah clearly telling them upon this rock of faith that Peter had just said, you're the Christ, the son of the living God, I will build my church. And we also know the dynamic. We just talked about this a couple weeks right. ago. He was in front of the rock at Caesarea yes. Philippi where the gates of Hades was thought of the gates of the underworld was there. And so in this place of rampant sin, he's declaring he's going to build an ecclesia of people that will together uh, prevail against the gates of Hades. Yeah. The gates of Hades will not keep it from advancing is really right. the point. And so he's going to give them the keys of the kingdom. They're going to bind and loose the authority of heaven on earth. And so it's a governmental body that's organically connected yeah. in Christ. And so Jesus is the great architect and builder of the church. Yeah. And so from the beginning, would it be fair to say Jesus was talking about the people of God? It's a it's a people and it's a being, right? That's it's right. It's a community. It's not necessarily a going to something, correct? No. Yeah. Not a place. Uh, again, and lots of people know this. And we've made a big right. deal out of it through the years. But the the building, the physical building is not the church. We'll say we're going to church. Right. Well, that's a little bit loose yeah. on biblically what we're talking about. Um, the building's not a church. The meeting itself is not. You could have a meeting with a lot of people, and that's not church, okay? The, the church is what's centered around Christ, the supremacy of Christ, the revelation of Jesus, and then his spirit organically in yeah. a people. So Peter, who's there, who gets that specific prophecy, yeah. will write later, a couple decades yeah. later in 1 Peter 2, about the church being a royal priesthood, a holy nation, yeah. And living stone, he's building upon the rock of Jesus. We're little stones being built, uh, living stone to living yeah. stone. And so he's building so that we might be the habitation of his presence and the execution of his kingdom will. Yeah. We are the habitation of his yeah. very presence. He's not dwelling in brick and mortar. He's dwelling in his people. And he's bringing the kingdom. Clearly, the prophetic a narrative through the scriptures is that God is not just waiting to see if people want his kingdom. Yeah. He's bringing it like yeast working through the yes. dough. Okay. It's advancing or the small rock in Daniel two, that's going to become the yeah. largest mountain. And he's doing that through a people, their interaction with him, loving them with all their yeah. heart and their interaction with one another, exercising kingdom rule. So the church is purely a people in Christ built together yep. by the spirit that are bringing the kingdom of God. Yeah, and I think of Revelation 1 talks about the kingdom of priests, yes, right? It's, that's it's right. in there. And so that goes all already back to Genesis 1, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. From the beginning, we were to be priests, which really just means ministering up to God. It's our, our place of presence and worship, right? It's the vertical. But then there is a place that, that from the beginning, we were called to, to co-reign, right. co-commission. We see that through Romans 8. Yes. Um, that Yeah, so I love how you said that. There's some authority in there the is. church. There, it's not really, uh, we're not getting the full picture. We're not just redeemed and yeah. uh, cleaned up from the mess we were in. Yeah. The mercy of us, beautiful. But that's the entry point into the restoration of the Adamic commission yeah. that was on humanity. We're stepping, the church is really the only ones on the planet stepping into the fullness yeah. of the purpose of why humans were created, which was to be fruitful, multiply, fill, subdue, and rule. 
Genesis 128. And then that was short circuited by the sin of man and the deception of the enemy. And so we know the story, but praise God for his redemption, bringing us back. And now we're bringing that forward. So the church, our point for what we're talking about, transcends um, a once a week meeting. Right. It transcends um, a building. It trans- The church is 24-7. We're a people with the Spirit of God in yeah. us. It's more than a couple Christian disciplines. We do things. Yeah. We worship. We pray. We preach. We teach. We love all those dynamics. Yeah. But those dynamics in and of themselves or a few of them in an official service, yeah. the church so transcends that. And honestly, the church and church history has struggled with yes. that. And there's been a diabolical division yeah. between secular and spiritual, yeah. between when I'm in church and doing church and when I'm not, I'm doing yeah. my job. I'm like, That's not correct biblically. God wants a people that are in him, abiding in him together all the time. And here we are at a unique moment. Yeah. So I'd like to distinguish quickly. Yeah. So we have the kingdom of God, yes. which that was Jesus's his primary message, right. the reign and rule of God, Jesus is king. And he, there, we're going to see his kingdom fully, but he ushered this kingdom, correct? Right. The kingdom is not the full, I mean, the church is this unique dimension yep. within the kingdom, correct? The kingdom is the dynamic, yes. possibly the dynamic rule, rule of God. Right. So that's his rule and reign coming out from heaven to earth. The yeah. kingdom produces the church. Yes, Correct. But the church, the kingdom's way more. It's way more. Yeah. So it's good to distinguish that, it isn't is, it? It is, because that, that can happen. The kingdom's not a place called heaven. The kingdom's not a people called the church. Yeah. The kingdom produces all those. The kingdom is the pure authority and rule yeah. of Yahweh from his yeah. heart that reigns in the heavens and the earth that's got a contested dynamic now with a fallen angel and a fallen kingdom. And so I like that you're doing that. We are produced by the kingdom. Yes. We advance the kingdom, yeah. but the kingdom is larger than so us. larger than the church. Oh, it, it produces places. It produces yeah. people. Yeah. It produces dynamics, but the kingdom is the rule of God. Amen. His authority is the king. And, and so, so one, one thought you mentioned 11, so I can't remember right should have had this up bit where Jesus warns, yeah, and, and I think Mark, and he talks about the leaven. Yes. So he's feeding these 5,000. And then 11, he says, watch out for the leaven of Herod yes. and the leaven of Pharisees. Yes. And so I've, as I've thought of that, yeah, I think Jesus here, his leaven was this kingdom word, right? Mm-hmm. Stay pure on me, on the supremacy of me. And, and then this kingdom... And so then the leaven, but watch out for this political thing. Absolutely. Worldly spirit, we say, and and religious 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 thinking. And so you think, of course, the church, we're a mixture and we get, but that has been the struggle. So as our second point, we want to talk about the church historically preserving. Who's battled with these things. Always, right? And again, the church, God's always moved through areas. He's preserved, even the dark ages. He's always preserved. The church, but at times we got too political. Yep. We got religious with our structure. So right. anything you want to say surrounding how you've well, seen the church? Obviously, the first generation apostles had hoped, I believe, that that's in scripture and thought Jesus might come back in their generation. He said, I'm coming right. back soon. Yes. And really that word soon, I want to make a point about that. Because some of you have, that's produced unbelief in people. Yeah. But that Greek word means suddenly. Okay. Okay. That's it does, different. Yes. It doesn't mean a time frame. It means when it happens, it's going to break in suddenly. So that so changes. It does because some people, are, well, it's 2,000 years. He didn't come back. He's like, he didn't really say. He actually gave parables. The kingdom of God is like a man who came to receive a kingdom. Yes. And he was there for a while. Then he leaves 
for a long time. That's what it talks about. Right. And so multi-generations. So when he said, I'm coming soon, again, the meaning of that word is that I'll suddenly break in. And so we'll see that happen. And that's the way all through scripture, how God moves. Prophetic promises. And then suddenly, you know, you're going to have a child, wait 25 years, suddenly I say. Yeah. <laughs> And so this is the way that the kingdom works and the way the word works through this. So we know then the church, the apostles start dying. Right. Well, this caused an interesting yeah. uh, panic, if you will, but the second generation comes and the third generation of the church and then Rome converts right. in Constantine's time. And, and then the church is moved in-house. It's not out-house, if you will, right. being persecuted. And so that, that introduces yeah, some monks then yeah. they're going out and, and they're trying to preserve, they're right. grappling with heresy, right. they're grappling with things. They know they need a standard praise God for the ancient yes. church and how they got the scriptures they together, discerned yes. the firsthand eyewitness uh, work of the apostles, got that canon closed in a powerful yeah. way. And then the church goes through some dark ages and tough times. The reformation happens. Uh, 14, 1500s with Martin Luther. And we're just so glad the church has always been uh, self-correcting by the power of the Holy Spirit. Yep. She has veered to here, veered to there, split into multiple yep. dimensions. But we can look at the negative. Honestly, the negative is easy to see. Yep. But praise God for the creeds and for the scripture yes. and the preservation of the church continuing on. And we want her to reform. We feel like we're in a acceleration of reformation yep. now. But we're just so thankful for the church for 2,000 years and how she's maintained to where she's at right now, holding the line on the person of Jesus Christ. Yep. Because that's really what has been the thing that's been maintained is the supremacy and the salvation that's in Christ. Yeah, one of the verses I think about, so we talk about how in John 10, the enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy. Right. So obviously we see that. I mean, that's what's happened. The enemy wants to destroy everything mm -hmm. about us. But I've seen that in the context of the church. He still kill and destroy some of the, I think of, again, you know, apostolic Christianity, this beginning yes. where this organic move of the spirit. And then, yeah, there's been all these forms, but a lot was lost in the church. And I think I see what God's doing in these last years. Yeah. We're going to get there. He's restoring he a really lot is. of biblical Christianity, I think. It's powerful. And um, and I would say this, we, we want to watch out for critical Christianity. Correct. You know, and the church is veered on that. But we're also, I love it that the church self-criticizes yeah. the apostles that's one of the great things about the bible it'll show the strengths of them and the real weaknesses right. of them and so uh that the church will catch when heresy happens yeah. and do that we want that to happen i love to be challenged yeah. in what i'm going through biblically i i may disagree in a in a in a loving and fruitful way but praise god for the church through history and how it's maintained yeah so let's talk specifically about the last 100 120 years yeah. like it's kind of really our generation um, and so interesting thing, you know, in the 1900s, um, we saw the Pentecostal movement, right? I don't know if you, an interesting fact, do you know how that started, Sam? It, you know, some trace it to Topeka, but do you know, um, um, a good friend of mine from world impact told me this, and I actually just read it the other day at, it was either in 1899 or at the turn of the century, the Pope opened his doors mm. and he said, he, he blessed, he said the Holy Spirit, this is going to be the era of the Holy Spirit. I didn't know that. So here you have the Pope. Yeah, that and, interesting. Then, and then from that, wow. you know, you have this, you know, the Holy Spirit, again, it's, yeah. some of it's controversial. We're not, it is. But, but no doubt. Well, and, and, I, and within 20, 30 years, like 1870s yeah. on, there was some growing hunger yes. for the Holy Spirit. 
revivals had broken broken through and people started noticing the dimension dynamic that increased global hunger for the spirit yeah it is and so in the turn of the century the holy spirit of the pentecostal movement in topeka and then eventually moves out to azusa then goes global yes and it it dominates in the pentecostal movement among now let's let's back up a little bit the evangelical missions movement with the moravians sure they were 1700s coming to the 1800s and then there was an increase of hunger for this return of jesus yes that was motivating there was eschatological motivation john wesley all those guys they were like we want to get the gospel to all peoples and so mission was happening but then there was holiness and different emphasis And then the Holy Spirit increase, and then Pentecostal wave sweeps across the earth. It's amazing. Yeah. And then in the 50s was the charismatic, what people some yeah. called in the 20th century the second wave. Yeah, yeah the healing revivalists, some of that. That's right, charismatic renewal, yeah. healing and tents yeah. and various things yeah. were happening. While again, the evangelical church was holding the line yes. on the Word of God Amen. and on missions, yeah. and yeah. there were multiple other movements. It's just these were so yeah. dynamic. And, and then you had the Jesus move that you go through the 60s and yep. it was such a terrible right. time in America right. but even globally with drugs and sexual revolution and all the things that happened that um and then then here comes the Jesus people movement and all the hippies started having yep. a Jesus movement yep. happening and it sweeps across America and that's called the third wave yep. some people called it in missiology and so amazing dynamic thing that happened scripturally where evangelicals are embracing yep. The full biblical gifts of the Spirit, yeah, little different than Pentecostalism right. in its culture and its biblical doctrine. But uh, 20th century was a powerful thing. Yeah, and so the church kept increasing through that time, and then it comes into post the 90s, right, and into the clo- time we have known of 80s, 90s, whatever. Some people that have been affected by that right. started hearing things from the Lord, yeah, that were pretty powerful to us yeah. and many that have been around about some uh, significant, yeah primary uh, changes in the church that there would be a change in the understanding and expression how we would think about the church how we would express the church there there was there's one significant person but there was many people actually that started sensing that there was a revival movement in the 70s in england and i knew a brother that came out of that it was powerful people getting saved came to america but they started hearing the lord saying hebrews come outside the camp to me I want to. I want to come outside the institutionality. Yeah. Now we're not anti-institution. Right. You start talking about the people like, oh, there they go again. Yeah. You know, we're not. I'm only anti-institutional if it's anti-kingdom. Right. If it's got systemic yes. issues that keep us from being yes. worshiping wholehearted. Yes. That's. I think it can be amazing in right. beautiful ways. The institution, yes. but then it begins to be something they lean on. So anyway, many began. The Lord's calling the people out into a deeper reformation. I know that's touched your heart. Yeah, in many sure ways. has. Yeah, and I want to say something, Sam. One of the things is I've studied a lot of this history, um, and it bothers me, to be honest with you, but I realize the Lord, He uses extreme people. And sometimes we're so here, and He goes to this place, and you think, and then sometimes it's bad character, Mm -hmm. and His glory comes on, and and so we're not excusing that by any means. And it's easy to look at a certain movement or person and then say, well, they're off. They don't agree with me. And, and I, I know you had a post recently about them and then just dismiss this whole thing. Yes. And I think we need to realize in the history of the church, just to sum up the history right. in this, God's used unlikely people. He right. did that in the Bible, Samson, Gideon. I mean, think the people he's used, he's done it still in this day, but he is getting back to purity and holiness with yeah, leaders. I totally agree. And so I just think he's used all of that, Sam. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that we're coming to a place 
where fear's not dominating yeah. certain sections of the body of Christ, yeah. where we throw the baby out with the yeah. bathwater. Yeah. And we're able to see the meat in the midst of the bones, in the midst of the mixture, never excusing the mixture. Yeah. Never. We're going for more holiness, more integrity in the yeah. word of God, all that kind of stuff. But we don't have to discount when there's been breakthroughs. Right. And we can look at it. And that's what the church has not been able to do in multiple ways. Yeah. And some say, well, you're going to start just accepting everything. Yeah. And we're like, no, we're not. Yeah. We've got, we've discerned. We're Bereans, right? Yeah. We're going to test this stuff and um, do what he said in Thessalonians to test what's prophetic. Yeah. And so, praise God, I think the church is becoming more secure and yeah. founded on Jesus yeah. where she can look at these movements and take the good, see how Jesus yeah. is moving in the midst of it. So what I would say that what I, last, how I would summarize the last 10 to 15 years, yeah. maybe 20, is a re revelation of the love of the Father. Yeah. That's for sure yes. been intimacy. Think, and, intimacy yeah. in that. And then secondly is in a revelation of sonship. What yes. do you think? I, I agree. There's songs on that. I think this yes. who I am. And so anyways, that's what I see the church. It's this revelation of what sonship, true sonship in Christ means. Yeah. Multiple of these dynamics have been being released. So you see an increase out of that prayer and worship. I mean, there's yeah. just a prayer and worship revolution yeah. in the earth in multiple streams. It's not just one. Yeah. And so praise God, he's calling his people to him. And the missions just keeps increasing. Yeah. It's going to the world. And so you're like looking at that going, that's biblical yeah. Christianity and praise God for where right. we are. And that church history has led us to this. And even our generation is embracing this radical move to where we are today. Yeah. Amen. So here we are. We're in 2000. It's a big year. Yeah. We knew that already. Yes. And then here we are with, with a play. We've got locusts hitting you know, Africa and that's spreading. The Middle East, the Middle a major East. record, a oh, locust are hitting. There's yeah. people fasting all over the globe. Hundreds of thousands. Hundred, and so we are just in a unique time of history. Yeah. And so Sam, talk about a couple things where, I mean, just today and in these weeks, right now we're kind of shut down. We're not doing public gatherings. How does the church yes. respond right now? Yeah, and that's that's a great question. And she is responding, whether she wants to or not. Yeah. She's responding. She'll respond in a healthy way. She'll, she'll probably do a little bit of both. Yes. Let's correct. just be real. We'll, we'll look back and go, oh, we wish we had done yeah. this or we'd done that. But I'm, I'm impressed that she is is walking out this dynamic. Let's, let's approach this first one. The government asking social distancing. Right. This word's a big word now. And various things like that that are causing meetings to shut down. Um, we we want to say that our approach yeah. on this right now is we don't believe the government's asking us to deny Jesus Correct. or deny being the church. Right. And in the middle of this moment, we've got the ability to meet in small groups, 10 and under or whatever it be. And we also can meet online with massive groups. Right. The online uh, platform and venue has had it. So we're obeying that. We want to obey that and also at the same time not let go of our mandate that we're to disciple and to equip and to yeah. pray and to worship. And I personally see the church doing this all over the place. Now, it's disrupted this luxury we have. Right. Our brother Nasser likes to yeah. say, yeah, many parts of the world, what we right. have is a luxury, luxury of 250 or over yeah. to have these big meetings, what we're doing. But I think what we're finding out and going to find out is we don't have to have that dimension, though it's powerful. Yeah. I hope we soon are back to having that. Yeah. Um, but we don't have to have it to be the church. The church in the first century was largely an underground house yeah. church movement. And she survived and prospered and grew. In some of the worst times of persecution, China and various places, right. the churches just exploded, didn't have the big meetings, big education, big industry, uh, big those kind of things. And it was able to prosper 
by the power of the Holy Spirit. So we're responding in this way and the church needs to respond, I, I think, in a way for testimony to respond in a way with social conscious kind of thing, not in a liberal way, but actually by a social distancing, we're loving people. Yeah. We're loving the elderly and the people that are right. health immunized. We can take a pause and take a break. Yeah. And we'll talk about some of the dimensions of that, but um, we, we're, we're doing this dynamic and saying yes to it, but there's nothing in our hearts that feels like we're compromising. Yeah. Right. Uh, and I know I've talked to many people that are zealous in the Lord, like this is not us compromising just because we give up our big yeah. meetings. Now I know some are struggling with that and they may press through it, be led of the Holy Spirit, but we would challenge everyone yeah. to think through. You can be loyal to Jesus, shift in a changing social climate, yeah. and you don't have to deny Christ, yeah. yet be honoring to the government and be blessing and loving to your yeah. culture and your society and your city. I think it's a great testimony actually yes. for the yeah. church to do that right. and to not be, yeah, seem like, oh, we have to press in for our rights. I right. think sometimes we think we have rights and it's like, well, yeah, but the church, again, as you said, where the church right now is growing the fastest, it's actually not America, is it? No. It's growing where there's persecution. Absolutely. Iran and these places. That's where Christianity is booming. With no the, none of the props, none of the bells, none of the whistles, so, none of the luxuries. Yes. Yeah, and they're so, growing with total loyalty to Jesus. In the midst of that, I think we'd like to say is that it's quite normal. You said at the beginning to feel unsettled yeah. with change, with uh, what is this going to look like? That kind of thing. You know, I think it's normal. But I, my wife had done a post. Amy had done a post about. I think it was um, we we fear, we do we fight for faith and repeat. Right. <laughs> we right. do it over and over and over, and that's good to do. This is going to expose where we had comfort, where we yeah. had security, and so many things. And so fight that fight of faith. Let be honest about yeah. it. Confess it to one another. Pray and get yourself to a place of faith. I want to reiterate what you said before. I hope that people. The church right now will feed more on the word of God, yes. on worship, on praise, on fellowship than on the news and the media that's grappling with how to talk about this. All it is almost all the time is bad news. Right. You're not like getting the report on hundreds of thousands of people who are getting right. over this. You know, we hear the number that die and that's a number and it's yeah. news. But I, it's like I talk about the news when this isn't happening. They never report. And, you know, one million neighbors just helped their other neighbor today. Right. <laughs> right. the, they hear about the neighbor that murdered yes. the neighbor. And I'm like, it's just a bummer deal that news means bad news. So especially now, I'd be careful about that. It can cause depression yes, and despondency. Fear. We don't want you to go in a hole. Listen, look at it, figure out a way to do that. But feed on the word of God and the truth of God uh, during this season. And so I think the church is doing a a good job now. I hope she'll keep responding. We're doing this now in a venue we've got, um, uh, as we adjust, yeah. we're going to meet on Saturday Night Equip online, 530. on Facebook, on our DN, Theo, and on Zoom. Yeah, We sent out an email on that. If you need information, please email us. We can get you there. Sunday night. Yeah, we're going to host them on Zoom, 7 o'clock. Just come on and Angie are just going to be there to listen. And we just wanted a place to create a space. If you need prayer and you're feeling this. We, we do want to create a place for that. So Saturday night's 530 is normal. And then it'll be a little shorter yep. meeting and some teaching, a little bit of worship. You guys are going to do 7 o'clock yep. shepherding people on Monday night. James and Stephanie are going to do a Monday night mission yep. from their living room. Right. Keeping our hearts stoked about yep. missions and maybe giving uh, interviews and testimonies. And then Tuesday night, Nasser is going to go on his YouTube channel. Isn't that right? Yep. His own. And we'll send that link out. And yep. he's going to be doing some really deep teaching, great teacher. Yes. Wednesday night, I'm going to do some worship and word and season yes. and talking about on a Zoom and have some interaction. So we got five nights there. Yeah. Um, 
<clears throat> in the middle of that, Donna Lipholt is going to do her 8 a.m. conference right. call. There's 105 people on a conference call last week where we were praying together on there. We got seven people lined up to pray across the state. Yeah. And uh, we're going to have a great prayer meeting on Sunday morning at 8 a.m. And we'll send that out, that information. And then lastly, Jake Stemma with Presence and others are yeah. going to be doing worship. I think tonight's Friday. They're not doing Friday night worship at Jesus Life. I think some worship people are going to yeah. get in their worship, but uh, we're not doing the open to the public. But I think Bree and Ryan are going to be in the studio with Jake, and they're going to lead us in worship That's and great. just roar and worship and sing here from Wichita. So lots of dynamics happening. We encourage you to to be checking in with one another, yeah. texting more, calling, yeah. praying for one another, and using this platform we have to, with technology to continue to move. God's strengthening some different muscles yeah. for us now. He's teaching us how to rest. He's yeah. teaching us how to move without the props, you know, yeah. and the stuff. And he's going to really draw us out into our priesthood, we believe. Yeah, one of the words, I just kind of felt an impression that the Lord's like, yeah, are we in the end times? And I don't think, I mean, I don't want to speculate. We have been since the resurrection. We have been, we know yeah. that. But I do, we know that there, it says there will be terrible times losses. We know things, and we don't know, are we... 50 years, 100, we don't actually right. know. We sit, we have our own views on some of that. Right. But but I do feel like the Lord said, this is a test run. Can we operate this way? Mm -hmm. And so can we test, you know? And so anyways, I would encourage you personally, um, in the evenings, be with your family. Yes. Turn the TV off. It is easy to be on TV and Netflix right now. Right. But I would encourage you, put your phones down, be together. We're going to really focus on that. And then especially news. Yeah. I just think the, that's a... Prime place. The Lord wants to speak to us at night. He wants to give us peace. But I think if we're feeding on news at nine and ten, and then you're going to go to sleep, it's it's an easy place to open the door right. to the enemy attacking. So I just encourage you to yeah really get off news, especially at night. Yeah, that would absolutely. just be my own thought. Sam, how do you pray during this time? I'd love just a couple minutes on how are you praying. Um, how would you encourage people during yeah, this season? Yeah, I'm. Uh... I'm praying uh, from a multi-dimensional uh, kind of way, meaning I think that there's not just one thing happening here. Um, I do believe that that the that the flu and the and the and the and the plague, if you will, is from the enemy. All right, it's it's um, <clears throat> it's superintended over by the king who Correct. sits over the flood. Okay, but so I'm asking, stop the plague because I'm taught to pray as it is in heaven. Yes. Lord, stop. Would you turn the tide on this disease? Save lives, right. save them for a day of salvation, yeah. break in. I'm also praying with the confidence he works all things to good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So I'm also praying, Lord, use this for your glory. Let it not be wasted. Let the nations bring down the idols, sports, entertainment, right. all you're doing. Thank you for this. Bringing families closer, right. bringing the proper. So I'm, Lord, let us not miss this moment. And then obviously praying, Jesus, be glorified. Yeah. Reign, speed the day of your coming. Speed the day of salvation for people. So for me, I'm praying multiple yeah. things along the way and then trying to spend time listening to what the yeah. Lord is saying. So it's kind of a break the power yeah. of the enemy. Let humans yeah. in the church respond to right. you. We're praying for the revival of the church, returns of prodigals, yeah. the redemption of the city, salvation. And overall, God be glorified and your name be made great. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, many have in 2020, we're praying so we can talk, finish up here a right. little bit about where we see this going mm -hmm. in the church at the end of the age. But, you know, there's been multiple people praying for a billion person harvest. Right. And again, is that a, a literal number? But we know that, you know, Brazil just had multiple stadiums full. There's right. been real things. So it's, it's one sense to say this is a distraction from the enemy to plague. And certainly we see that. And yet... 
I heard from our brother in Austin, the mosques are closed. Yes. The entertainment district, or entertainment literally brought to its knees. Corn so, uh, has been affected a massive All this yes. sports. Brothels. All this. And so only the Lord could do that. Yes. And right. so there's this sense that maybe this is an opportunity as the revival starts, or we, again, we don't know timing, yeah. but there's something that God's doing to kind of prepare the way right now for that. Yeah, and I think that's really good. And I think, again, into our lives, I like people using the word reset. Yes. It's a reset. I think we got lazy. We noticed some habits in our lives, eating out way more right. than we probably should have. And entertainment, getting sloppy. It's like this resets you back yeah. on what's most important, getting your heart. So use this time. We always, the church, all through history, whether they were being fed to lions and coliseums right. or whatever, they used it to praise Jesus, be a Amen. testimony, and get their hearts right again with their Lord and, and to reset on mission. So what a great refining time for but still, so as we hurl toward the end, we yeah, love right. verses like Ephesians 5, 27. Where would the church be in the end of the age? Well, she's going to be a pure, he's coming back for a pure and spotless bride that's full of affection, full of love, crying out Maranatha for him, that's gone through some noise, that's in unity in the faith and the knowledge right. of the Son of God, that's at a place of maturity. Praise God, we're headed toward that, and times like this can help us. Yeah, it is. John 17, <clears throat> he's praying the church will be one. Yes. I've often said, how's that going to happen, Lord? Right. We're so splintered, but it's going to take, a, it's a miracle, but he's going to use things like this to bind us together, Amen. isn't it? Amen, that's right. So nothing's wasted. So let me pray. Yeah, pray as Let's we pray. close here. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus for how you uh, have worked to the church, produced the church, bringing the church through generations and centuries. Thank you for your wisdom and your sustain, your preservation of the truth of the word of God. We thank you, God, for the creeds in the ancient church and her place and every generation's place in the building of the church history. As we hurl toward the end and Israel's in the land and many of us see the signs as missions is about to, we're about to get the word of God to every, the gospel to all peoples. Lord, we thank you for this unique time in human history. We pray for everyone watching right now that, that are, that are um, um, seeking you. We pray that this would comfort them, that they would get wisdom. They would have wisdom in these days to seek you. They would go deep with you, that we wouldn't be negligent. We wouldn't abide in fear and anxiety, that we would resist that, that Lord, we'd find the amazing opportunity right now to praise you in the pain, to sing in the suffering, to give you glory in the midst of this season and not missing all that you're producing. Lord, we love you. We bless you as you've taught us to pray. May your name be hallowed in the earth. Let your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, stop the plague. Lord, turn the tide on the locust. We pray that you protect the nations, draw them to salvation, Lord, but we pray for the fullness of your purposes, your judgments, train the, the nations to righteousness. And so we thank you for what this is doing in a deep way in cleansing us from greed and immorality and bringing our hearts towards you. Lord, we love you, we bless you, and we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. We'll see you Saturday night.